International. Hello, welcome to another episode of Lie, Cheat, and Steal, the podcast about liars, frauds, thieves, and bullshitters. I'm your host, Pat Soroyce, with me in studio, as always, I'm going to say now, I was going to say, as always in studio, my co-host, Kath Barbadoro. For the foreseeable future, For we'll say that. For the foreseeable future. Uh, yeah, what's up, Pat? Chilling. How's your weekend? It was good. It was good. I uh, I and you as well, we, we were uh, at a bunch of Moon Tower stuff this Yeah, weekend. yeah, yeah. This was the Moon Tower Comedy Festival, which is a big uh, yearly comedy festival here in Austin that uh, it's the one time a year when all of our scumbag friends get to rub elbows with actually successful yeah. people. And like get free drinks and uh, basically just take advantage, I would yeah. say, of, of a bunch of perks that are really not meant for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah, just, uh, just peripheral, just periphery, like, like hustling. It's great. Extremely peripheral. Yeah. yeah. Talk about like the podcast about scamming. I feel like I was really scamming this weekend. So like, I actually wasn't technically on Moon Tower. I'm here. I'm in town for uh, Master Pancake, but. Uh, I got a I got a guest pass and then I got a wristband that entitled me to unlimited free drinks and food at all the oh, after parties. God damn, that was so awesome! It was so good. I loved it, man. That's that's like that's what I do this for. Like I do it for free food and free drinks exactly. and to be adjacent to celebrities. Yeah, I just want to like make awkward eye contact with Judah Friedlander yeah. and then you know yeah. go about my night. But uh, not only did I do that, I also uh, was reading tarot for five bucks a read at the after party. So I, in addition to all my free shit that I like used to get in yeah. I made money off oh, of people oh get him girl that's what's up <laughs> man hey, hashtag scam gang right. <laughs> exactly uh, I think my readings were very good but I was pretty drunk on free drinks so yeah yeah you know it yeah. was worth five dollars I you were doing that one because I came up to ask you for a cigarette and you were like yeah I'm gonna do this reading you're like tell you what in exchange for a cigarette can you go get me a drink and I yep. was like bet yeah <laughs> <laughs> so it worked then, out great and yeah and then in exchange for getting somebody else a free drink I had local comic James Kratt walk the drink back over to you because I didn't feel like going back over to that side of the room so yep. I was like yo go take this to Kath and I'll get you a drink we were scamming the system that yeah night. it was great it was really good um, but yeah I feel like honestly that scam of getting into like the VIP type shit is kind of the scam we're going to talk about today okay. it's very similar so um, today we are talking about the infamous some of you might remember this uh, the hipster grifter who uh, is known by that moniker in certain circles of the world and this story so basically most of my um, writing here I pretty much just copy and pasted and edited uh, for podcast uh, a 2009 Observer article by Dory Schaefer who's a really good writer her stuff is like awesome um, but yeah and it's about it's about this woman and this story again 2009 this takes place in Williamsburg Brooklyn yeah it is just the silliest snapshot of like I think one of the most embarrassing eras of hipsterdom, yeah. I would say. Yeah, that was when it like that that idea of a hipster broke into like the public consciousness. Yeah, and I'm it, just thinking like shitty um, novelty like threadless t-shirts. Yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. and um, like it was like the peak of the Buddy Holly glasses. Yeah, and, yeah. like that kind of corny like 
a lot of neon. Yeah, I I I lived on the East Coast in 2009. I, I lived in Hartford, Connecticut, and Hartford mm-hmm. not a huge hipster scene, but I, I did hang out with this one musician, and like that was my first exposure to like hipsters and shit. And I just remember they all had like drab, shitty clothing with like brightly colored sneakers. Yeah, yeah, it was my first thing, and I I was instantly jealous of hipster culture because I was like, man, I have to dress like I I've, I'm not so much anymore. But when you first met me, like I was like the like my shoes match my hat match my shirt. Match oh my yeah, t- yeah. <laughs> you went like aggressively. In the other direction <laughs> yeah yeah and uh i remember being like man these guys get to dress like shit and it's just accepted and it's cool right if and you're I, like i have to like everything has to be clean yeah it has to, like, i gotta have match. depressed ironed and shit and it's like i walk out the house and i if i were dressed like shit they would just instantly smell it on me and be like no he doesn't mean that or he means yeah. it whatever the the opposite was he's not doing that ironically that he's- is like i feel like that and <laughs> granted pat you are a caucasian man yeah. <laughs> but you know you do you dress especially when i met you you dressed more sort of like hip-hop yeah like, yeah, and yeah, especially yeah. for like that era of hip hop, yeah, yeah. it's like that just speaks to what fucking white privileged hipsterdom is. <laughs> is like that you can be dirty and it's like fashion. Yeah, it's like, yeah. no, no, no. Like that would never fly yeah, in yeah. fucking hip hop culture, black culture. Oh no, yeah, like I, 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 like I were like where I grew up at. If you like walked out of the house, like even like the, the like people who looked bummy tried to like pull off like something. Like you would have like you know like an, an all white t shirt with like K Swisses with red laces. Yeah, and then, like but then like those K Swisses would get dirty, so you hit them with the white shoe polish and the shirt would kind of get dirty and it just like the collar would hang from your neck but you still tried to like get that aesthetic. You still bleached it like you still were like yeah. (laughs) Yeah there's a care and attention and that's like the point. Yeah if I would have walked outside and like you know like uh, like tight like business casual pants with like 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 bright ass shitty nikes and like a chest travaganza 96 shirt or something like that and then like a, a scarf people would be like just because i'm like oh, i just want to look like shit today people would be like no you're not doing that the cool way you're doing that because you legitimately don't give a shit yeah, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> but anyway so this is like a very much a a, a time capsule of that era yeah. and uh involving some delightful scams so yes. i will start here uh as the new york observer uh article opens it's likely when Carrie Farrell walked into the Vice magazine offices in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. First line, Vice yeah, already yeah, involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excellent. Uh, so she. this is 2009 again. Last month, uh, she walked into the Vice magazine offices to interview for an administrative assistant job. Miss um, Farrell, petite, 22 years old, Korean heritage, had a huge tattoo of a phoenix across her chest and a cute pixie haircut. Vice probably thought they'd hit the jackpot yeah. with this girl. <laughs> she was talkative, funny, charming, adorable. Get a camera on her. Just get, get, get a exactly. camera. Come on, come on, come on. Yeah. Give her some cocaine and put her in a bar bathroom. That's... <laughs> to take pictures, not to do anything too creepy. I mean, yeah, that yeah, sounds yeah. bad, but that's like, yeah, that's kind of how Vice was. Yeah. Um, she had a tattoo on her back that read, I love beards. <laughs> the most 2009 yeah. fucking garbage hipster shit in it, the world. It seems like what the difference between like 2000, like the hipster scene then versus whatever there's a history now is that like back then we like social justice or like, like some kind of social consciousness hadn't been injected into that movement yet yeah so it felt like it was just like a lot of the, the frills like, like oh, I love beards tattoo because that's whimsical and now like I feel like those same people would be like I love beards what kind of trash appropriation culture shit is that man like now there's yeah, like yeah. A, there's a socially conscious edge to it and I think this was the golden era because they were just <laughs> dressing stupid and making honey and yeah. weren't really trying to like fucking impact there the world was no, yeah there was no ideology yeah and it was like very like yeah like the most boring white people on earth yeah yeah yeah, just like i need a personality it's this now instead of like having at least something behind it but but anyway so yeah she has our i loves beards tattoo uh she told vice she'd been working for the new york office of the concert promotion company golden voice which puts on huge rock festivals like coachella um 
near Palm Springs, California, and that she'd moved to New York from Utah just a few months earlier. Vice hired her on the spot. Yep. <laughs> they were like, this is our shit. This is exactly who we need working front desk. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, a few a few days later, one of Miss Farrell's new colleagues came by her desk. I said, excuse me, miss, is your boss downstairs? The 29-year-old told the observer she thought that... She thought that was very polite that I said, excuse me, miss. And after that, she started talking to me. I amming me. She asked if I was from the South. I told her no. It escalated from there. <laughs> so that doesn't sound like if it escalated from there, that's not it's not escalating from anywhere. That's yeah. like a yeah. normal question. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa, I knew things were off to a rocky start when she asked me where I was from. <laughs> <laughs> but then we get like what actually happened. Yeah. So within the space of a half hour, Miss Farrell was peppering him with questions about his sexual history, how many women he'd slept with and so on. She was coming on to me and I was super into it for the first part of it. Yeah. I realized I could have fun after work, but then I was like, let me check this girl out. He Googled her. Up popped a photo of his flirtatious new co-worker on the Salt Lake City Police Department's most wanted list. Oh, shit. Wanted on five different warrants, including passing $60,000 in bad checks, forgery, and retail theft. Oh, get him, girl. Yeah. Yeah, man, like, what? what is the other nine people on the fucking Utah's most wanted list? Right, <laughs> yeah. What are the other crimes there? Yeah, this, this man only had one wife. <laughs> That's exactly what it is yeah. for, for non-bigamy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just a bunch of uh, Coltons and Catons and Josiahs and shit. Yep. <laughs> so it continues. Uh, soon after arriving in New York last August, Carrie Farrell, which it sounds way too much like Perry Farrell from Jane's Addiction and it bothers oh, yeah, me, yeah, yeah. but <laughs> Carrie Farrell moved into a tiny room on Bergen Street in Crown Heights. She made friends quickly, mostly guys. Just going to pause there for a yeah, second. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just so crazy. Everyone here is really nice. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're so sweet to me. I mean, the dudes. I don't know what's wrong with all the women. Yeah. But I read... Okay, I'm sorry to have another aside. But uh, the other day, I saw a YouTube comment that I have been thinking about constantly. Yes. And it was on... I watch a lot of like bullshit beauty YouTube uh, videos because I'm my brain is rotting and I'm stupid. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, there was a comment on one. It was about, it was about like a... It was like a Sephora sale buying guide or something like that and there was a comment that said uh i can't go to sephora because most females are really rude to me so i have to buy online uh, which is like how like what the fuck is wrong with you that you're just like i don't know just like yeah. all women hate me like cool that means you're like awful yeah um but anyway so yeah she made friends you mean half the global population hates you <laughs> yeah uh, maybe the problem is not them yeah um so yeah, uh, she she made she made friends mostly guys. There were usually one or two women in her orbit. Uh, she around this time met Bobby, a 23 year old Rutgers student, at a girl talk concert in Manhattan in October. <laughs> because fucking, of course she did. Yeah. Um, it said it seemed like the two of them were the only ones old enough to drink. Uh, so they started talking. Bobby says, long story short, I go home with her. The next morning, we exchange emails. It turns out that night she stole my cell phone, but it was done in such a way that it wasn't until months later that I realized I didn't lose my cell phone that night. She took it. Oh, shit. So just right off the bat. Yeah, just it, it just sounds like the, like, like obviously it's going to be on a much larger scale, but like I've just in my life had just times where just like a person slides in and they're just like a rat. And a lot of times it is a girl because a girl can really entrench in a social yeah. circle by just, you know, hooking up with somebody. Now they're in the, they're in the circle 
circle and it turns out that they're like a kind of a wild dangerous person and then like they they usually leave in a bang and you're like what the fuck just happened yeah, yeah. just yeah with a completely fucked up social yeah, group yeah. uh in their wake yeah, yeah. and like I, that's I'm, not saying, I, I'm not saying guys can't do that either but as a as a dude like i have dude friends and so it's really easy no, to fucking secure a spot at their house i'll tell you that's that. the thing is like the fact that women do this more is a more of an insult to men than it is to women. Yeah, 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 like, cool. yeah that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's all, yeah. men are yeah. very uh, yeah. easy to manipulate yeah. if you uh, have the right kind of feminine yeah. wild. It is very hard to crack into a group of women. You know what I'm saying? Like it's they, tough. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude, yeah, dudes are just like, dude, you see that fucking chest tattoo? Fuck yeah, bro. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, no, exactly. Like, do you need a place to stay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It is very easy. And like again, that's why I mean, like, if you have no friends that are women and only men like you yeah men uh, look again don't want to generalize i know many men who are very good judges yeah. of character a lot of them are still good judges of character but then just it's, go it's, but she's hot so it's, it's fine hi- yeah character <laughs> judgment hindsight is so 2020 yeah. it's like man you just you're not thinking at the time you're just like and then you like yeah you put it together you're like oh god yeah like no <laughs> yeah everything guilty as charged yeah <laughs> so anyway um they start dating uh bobby starts making the trip from new brunswick new jersey to brooklyn every weekend to hang out with her which is like <laughs> not a huge thing but pretty big yeah she's got it like that yeah exactly um she told him he she worked for golden voice uh gave him one of her business cards she said she had an atm card bobby recalled but it never seemed to work she could only get cash out of it not use it as a debit card and she told him it only worked at this one bodega near her apartment (laughs) (laughs) why why uh she would she would borrow money from him and promise to pay it back uh soon she told him she was afraid she was pregnant Ooh. She told me she took six tests. Three were positive. Three were negative. <laughs> <laughs> That's all the proof you need right there. Like, why, why even make your lie dramatic? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, now I just got to wait on the results from this seventh test. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the tiebreaker test. What the fuck? Uh, so, I, one of my favorite things ever is in the office where uh, Mindy Kaling's character, uh, Kelly Kapoor, uh, is arguing with Ryan. And she goes, oh, yeah, well, I'm pregnant and they immediately cut to her on the inside she just shakes her head no (laughs) (laughs) that character ruled oh yeah she was like probably my favorite on that show that was so good (laughs) um but yeah so uh she told him she was pregnant she took six tests for some reason bobby says okay go to a gynecologist and we'll figure it out and then she just stopped bringing it up so <laughs> that's fun. Um, the, when Bobby had been seeing Miss Farrell for about six weeks, one of her friends told him that Miss Farrell was dying of cancer. What? Her friends told him that? Yes. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, so she has, well, or some, some, so she lied to that person too. Yeah. yeah. That's, <laughs> that's yeah. What, spoiler like, alert. She yeah. lies. I'm like, what? She has a whole team of like, <laughs> I'm like oh, no, that's she just lied to that person. Um, yeah. So when he confronted her about it, Bobby said she told him the sob story. Uh, I'm estranged from my parents. I don't know who my birth parents are my adoptive parents are abusive uh it never occurred to me it would be odd that someone who's dying of cancer who has three months to live would just move from salt lake city to brooklyn yeah fair <laughs> brooklyn's got great health care yeah you go into hospice in williamsburg whatever bobby talked it over with some friends basically the consensus was to stick around because you like this girl but don't get too attached because she's going to be dead in three months yeah. so this is like this is where i'm like this guy has bad friends yeah because yeah. like if you tell someone this story 
you don't say don't stick around because she's gonna die you say don't stick around because this is obviously all bullshit yeah 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 she's gonna die dude fuck it (laughs) (laughs) exactly you see that fucking eagle tat on her chest though dude (laughs) um over the next several weeks he said they had some very depressing conversations about how she didn't want to die uh As, so oppo- like, as opposed to like the really jovial conversations about not one to die. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Miss Farrell seemed health- healthy outwardly, but one day Bobby got a text message saying that she'd coughed up blood and was in the hospital. Uh, the doctors were treating her as if something was going wrong, he said. I was thinking, oh great, here it comes. This is going to be the beginning of the end. Uh, the doctors of Velbue, what they actually said was, there's something wrong with your appendix. It's a little bit inflamed, but good news, we couldn't find any cancer in your lungs. <laughs> so they were technically treating her as though something was wrong. Yeah, yeah. I mean... That's, she how, had a, that's how you'd treat somebody whose appendix was wrong, yeah. but didn't have cancer. She had like a little bit of a tummy ache, I guess. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, so according to Bobby, Miss Farrell dismissed this diagnosis, saying that her cancer was the kind of thing that could show up on a scan one day and disappear the next. Oh, yeah. That's, oh, man, I bet a lot of people out there would love to have that cancer. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the kind of thing where that kind of cancer you know that kind of cancer yeah the yeah. fake kind of cancer just non-committal cancer just kind of comes and goes hey, yeah it's, I'm gonna take off I'm gonna go down to Houston for a few days see my buddy <laughs> like, relapsing I'm... remitting cancer yeah. <laughs> stupid uh, the weekend before Christmas uh they went to a party together and he was like she was dancing smoking pot I thought it was really strange that if she was dying of lung cancer she'd be smoking pot <laughs> um Bobby went back to Rutgers and the night before he left for winter break, Miss Farrell called threatening to kill herself because that's where this goes. After. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the playbook. Yeah. After you do fake uh, pregnancy, fake cancer, fake suicide attempts, a hundred percent. Um, so she kept calling him. Uh, she was like being all dramatic. Uh, there was like a, su- a suicide attempt, but not really. Um, he said a couple hours after all of this, um, she said that she, she finally sort of like, broke down and was like i have a psychotic ex-boyfriend who's a criminal mastermind who can break into any cell phone so just like pick one yeah pick one you can't have all of them uh, the, the least impressive of those three because you have the criminal the, the abusive ex-boyfriend who's a criminal mastermind who can break into any cell phone what if he just could break into any cell phone <laughs> i have this ex-boyfriend who can break into any cell yeah, phone yeah i don't know he's like a superhero yeah. it's weird he's lucius fox i don't know if you know lucius fox <laughs> he works for wayne <laughs> so uh bobby told his friends all of this and then they were like this you this is bullshit yeah, yeah. like this is awful <laughs> that's um, how long it takes us yeah <laughs> this is literally like two or three months yeah like two or three months of this yeah he's finally like told his bros and his bros were like dude this is not cool yeah so uh they found her wanted poster and then uh you know he cut it off yeah. so I, this is sort of like a case study like i'm not gonna go into that much detail about all the other ones really but like there were several of these yeah, dudes yeah, yeah. like basically the same thing happened yeah um so yeah she like, city, like new york you can just trade it out every few months you know saying yeah? yeah but this was even like concurrently like at oh, the same time shit. even yeah. so like yeah she uh she meets this guy at a bar he lives in greenpoint um he she again says she works for golden voice uh she said she's working on a coffee table book for vice which is photographs of men with beards posing next to her i love beards tattoo oh, which is again just the yeah. most 2009 hipster bullshit yeah. in the world would you like if you're like oh man this fucking crazy bullshit and grifter ass girl and then you contact vice you're like no we actually were working on that project <laughs> yeah no that actually sounds like something we would fucking do and it would sell at urban outfitters and like yeah. make more money than anything pattern yeah. i have ever made yeah. um, and it's the spirit of great fictional coffee table 
rule books, you know, like uh, uh, Kramer's can turn into a coffee table on yes, Seinfeld. Uh, hers, you could tape to your face and wear as a beard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely part of it. Um, so, yeah, one of her victims says uh, she has this thing with guys where she talks about sex really up front and kind of puts people off balance, which is, again, like, yep. it's she's throwing everything at it where it's just like you're using you're using like a sledgehammer where like a safety pin would suffice like you yeah. don't yeah you don't need to go this hard it's not hard to know yeah, yeah. Dudes. Man, as soon as she said she's like very upfront with sex i was like yep not like you just yeah like, you know this woman yeah because you're, you're just like oh god damn yeah yeah like, yeah you can borrow the car <laughs> fuck what did i just do what did i just do <laughs> so uh she says she, the, the article says she met this guy named troy at union pool uh is that a, like actually a pool Union Pool is not a pool, but it is uh, a notorious um, like hookup bar. Oh, okay. Not so much anymore, but especially at this time in its history, yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. it was like the straight equivalent of like a cruising bar. Oh, uh, okay. Um, now it's I don't know. I've been there a few times. It's like fine. Um, but yeah, so she hit on him by giving the bartender a note to pass to him that said, "I want to give you a hand job with my mouth," and it what? was and it was signed Korean Abdul Jabbar, which is kind of funny. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh god damn it! Like, like you get the, you get the, the note, you just open it. It's like the fucking like the briefcase of Pulp Fiction. Yeah. It's like, oh, oh man. <laughs> yeah, we like this is this is like really making me hate myself or like <laughs> just hate just my knowing gender. how yeah. you would completely yeah. be. <laughs> like taken victim by this yeah yeah i mean she had a lot of uh willing uh willing dudes um she she passed another guy a bar at a different uh bar uh a, a note that said i want you to throw a hot dog down in my hallway so that one that, 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 that one i would i think i would politely fold the note and slide it back yeah I'd be like this is a fucking crazy person yeah. um <laughs> also like get better jokes like yeah, that's yeah. that's not a good one <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, that's a yeah. Throw a hot dog down my hallway. I'm like, oh, that's <laughs> that's the negative descriptor, I'd say. But right. yeah, yeah. So uh, <clears throat> she became friends with uh, this dude's roommate. Um, and this roommate, who's actually one of the rare women in this story, yeah. uh, and says she told me she had cancer. Uh, then later, she told me she was terminally ill. She said she had just been diagnosed. Both? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Like, she said she had just been diagnosed when she got to New York, and that she was taking chemo pills. Which I don't know if that's a thing. Yeah. Um. I th- I think it might be, but it sounds fake when she says it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So she said she was like faking coughing up blood at their, at their apartment and like, ketchup. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> oh no, <laughs> I have tuberculosis. Yeah. I was like, is that a Jack in the box? <laughs> yeah. So she's like telling all these people she has cancer. Um, she claimed she needed to go to Sloan Kettering and that that's why she'd come to New York so she could go to that hospital, which like, again, this is a totally inconsistent story. Which around to at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just not getting... Yeah, I've been here like six months. I'll go check it out. I heard it's pretty tight. <laughs> so she went, she she told uh, a friend of hers, like they were hanging out and she was like, I need to go to the hospital. I'm, yeah. I'm really sick. And so they go to the ER and uh, when they get to the emergency room, the doctors can't find her information. Um, and the person who's with her just says, I figured it was one of those administrative things. Like <laughs> I didn't, I, you know, I didn't think anything of it at the time. Oh man! But again, soon they realize this is not. Yeah, this yeah, is not good. Yeah, they yeah. Google her, and then they 
the whole friend group cuts yeah. her off. So she's going from like friend group to friend group, yep. buying her time for about two months before people are like, hold on. Yeah, yeah. That's that, that's it's it's just such a cycle. I had a, like when I was in a band, my guitarist had this girl stay with him who was like, oh, I'm going to be like, and she did later actually inherit money from her dead adopted parents. But uh, and that was, she didn't have that when she was there. And she stayed at my guitarist's house for like, three months it was just like always there like we'd be like trying, trying to practice and we'd you know like like we all hated her you know like that kind of yeah. thing and uh she was always there and then like uh right when i think she knew the money was coming she like just faked some huge fight with brandon and was just like you know what fuck you brandon <laughs> and then left and then like she had stayed there rent free for like three months and yeah. uh he was on drugs and so he called her to borrow money which definitely was gonna go towards drugs but he, he kind of had a right to borrow money from her he had point. a right to buy some drugs with that money yeah and he called her and she just like fucking laughed at him was like uh, no thanks you're gonna treat me like shit oh no, my god yeah, yeah it just wow. yeah it just man also casey anthony right before she got caught she moved into uh some dude's house two two guys house there was roommates and she just stayed there and started cleaning up and became like a dead mother and then next thing you know this girl they just met who was you know hot and was just there and seemed fucking super cool uh oh she's wanted for killing her daughter i yeah i obviously don't have a story that bad but i do god i hope i hope she doesn't follow me or listen to this or anything Turn but it off, you know? i i had a roommate when i first moved to austin she convinced me to move in we were roommates together and she had a boyfriend she was always fighting with him but it was like whatever it's not my you know none of my business yeah. you're like clean and it's fine um but she convinced me to move into this house with these two other guys within a month she had fucked both guys <laughs> and i was just like and it was so tense like the yeah. the whole house it was just like awful yeah. uh yeah. i moved out as quickly as i could but uh yeah there are people like this all over the place yeah, um yeah so yeah now i'm gonna go back to her origin story a little bit okay. because like we Here get we her go. pattern in new yeah, york yeah, uh, yeah. there's a lot more in the article but i don't think we need to go into it so uh, this is four and a half years ago from when this article was written. Carrie Farrell was just a 17-year-old girl hanging out in Salt Lake City's straight-edge scene. She lived with her dad, her parents were divorced, and her mom had remarried and moved to Arizona. Uh, she spent a lot of time on MySpace, as you did in 2004, yeah, yeah, if you yeah. were a straight-edge 17-year-old girl. Yeah. Uh, that's where she met Casey Hansen. She just kind of messaged me out of nowhere, commenting on my profile picture, Mr. Hansen said. It's it was like of Casey Handsome. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the thing. It, it, this is also the most, like, 2004 hipster MySpace bullshit. Uh, his profile picture was a picture of Santa Claus holding a sign that says, I don't exist. <laughs> just the lamest fucking... Yeah, just really upending the social structure. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, she told Mr. Hansen she was 18 and had graduated from high school that year, but her driver's license said she was 17, and Miss Farrell's parents even told him that she was 17. She just said there was something weird about her birth certificate since she'd yeah. been adopted from Korea. Yeah, this is a weird thing. They printed it the year I was actually born as opposed to the year I would like to have been born. Yeah. <laughs> They'll do that if you don't watch them. Yeah, so uh, she, he said she held on to this thing about her age for no real reason, Two years later, I feel like that was a harbinger of bad things to come. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it absolutely was. Yeah. You fucking idiot. Um, so yeah, around New Year's 2005, she moved to Arizona to live with her mom, but moved back right away uh, to a straight edge uh, house, like a punk house in Salt yeah. Lake City. Fucking boring. Yeah. Uh, within a week, uh, Mr. Hansen said she told him she was getting text messages from phone numbers she didn't recognize. She told him they said things like, I'm going to rape you to death. She told her roommate she thought she knew who it was, a local kid. She told Mr. Hansen that she and her roommates had gone to the kid's family's house and slashed tires and broke windows. So, again, in this retaliation is, for the rapey text message or? Yes, in retaliation. Oh, okay. But clearly, 
she was sending herself the text messages. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. So she just didn't like this kid or something? I don't yeah. know. But uh, yeah, he said she was definitely sending them to herself in retrospect. Um, she just wanted the validation that people cared about her. So eventually she gets kicked out of the straight edge house. Um, they all get evicted. And <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> Shocking. Yeah. Although if you're straight edge, like what do you even spend your money on? Yeah, right. You it's- know? They better all had some cool shit. I know that much. So uh, she moved in with her boyfriend at this point. Yeah. And this is when her criminal trail starts uh, starts heating up. She was working at a kennel at the time, and they later filed a civil judgment against her for twelve hundred dollars because she just dropped her dog at the kennel so she could live with her boyfriend. Again, <laughs> fucking red flag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh poor little guy. Yeah, not yeah. good. Um. He said that she had all this mysterious money. He, like, didn't know where it was coming from. Um, One night after they'd had sex, she accused Mr. Hansen of cheating on her. I came downstairs and she was sitting over the phone crying. She said someone had pictures of me with my ex-girlfriend. I'd never even had a girlfriend before, (laughs) let alone how did someone have pictures of me? (laughs) (laughs) There we went wrong. I have never fucked before. (laughs) Exactly. Hmm, checkmate. I'm a virgin. (laughs) So then she starts pulling this scam on him where she's like, it's basically a fucking Nigerian print scam it's like i'll you know i'm coming into all this money if you just loan me some uh or the way she did it was she was like again doing the thing where she's like oh something is weird about my bank account here i have all these checks you deposit the checks newsflash for listeners out there very rarely is something wrong with a bank account that's yeah that is is shit that messy people say (laughs) yeah no that's not that is not correct yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) so she basically just runs like a check uh a check fraud yeah scams. very so, smart people put together the banking system whether you like them or not yeah they make it work they've, <laughs> they've really designed it to fuck you but not to the point where your atm card only works at one bodega yeah like, that's yeah, not a yeah, thing yeah. the trains are running on time is what we need to say right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um she gives him all these uh checks to deposit and he deposits them and literally one time he says because they, remember they're like 18 at this point yeah, yeah he's yeah he doesn't know what the, how the fuck the world works yeah so he says to the bank teller are these good i assume assume they are because you guys just keep giving me money and you're a bank but can you just check on this (laughs) so funny look you're giving me money and you're a bank look i'm just an 18 year old dumbass but like this seems wrong that's like baby steps toward clarity like hey wait a minute (laughs) yeah so uh he just is totally sucked in he's in denial again this is his first girlfriend like yeah, she's yeah, really yeah. pretty yeah um my, my first my first girlfriend luckily was a good person and but like i if she was a bad person i would have done anything she been, asked yeah, yeah like yeah powerless I, I, yeah absolutely absolutely yeah yeah like i the, the and then like convince everybody like convince myself that she was still in the right like yeah 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 luckily i was not i've never been with a girl like that well never long term but like <laughs> i uh i i i do have a like a, a i don't i don't know if I, do, I would get into it but i do i did have a girl like this in my life yeah but i was old enough to see through it yeah and so i definitely kept it at an arm's length yeah and just kind of like had fun with it but every time it, like it came to the like uh yeah hey, i just need a little bit of this and i was like no you're sorry. playing the fire yeah 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 it's- yeah I was, you gotta I, be careful yeah luckily that happened when i was like 26 as opposed to when i was like 20 yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah any that's why i feel like all these dot-com guys are probably really at risk because they're like ner- young nerds and they yeah. have all this money yep and uh oh man, you know. I, mean, I bet i bet there's just like, but also they're such bad people that i'm like yeah this was, I, I bet there's just like a squadron of like sharpshooters out there in fucking silicon valley <laughs> we're just like just like 
badass tan ass chicks that just go out like oh, oh yeah. man get them girl like, yeah like, that's know? awesome <laughs> yeah. that we have absolutely no problem yeah, with. Yeah, like, no, they're just please sniping, don't yeah. take our uh discussion of insane women to mean yeah, that we yeah. think those people are doing anything wrong yeah, yeah. fucking get it yeah absolutely. yeah do yeah. your thing yeah this girl yeah this girl is not, and she's not she's getting at people who don't have money like i'm sure right. yeah yeah so. and it's like yeah so and like i feel like this will make uh clear the difference so this guy he's so like in denial he knows that this is happening he knows that this is like that that he's getting scammed but she convinces him to buy a used car for her to make payments on uh it was a five-year loan at 20 percent interest she made two payments on the car and he filed for bankruptcy. Uh, so like, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. you're, you're soaking dry people who yeah, cannot afford it. Yeah. It's not like the guy, it's not just like, you know, the dude like invented like WhatsApp is like, you know what? I'll never buy a girl a car again. You know? And he's just like, you know, I learned my lesson. Yeah. This guy it crushed him. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, the day after Miss Farrell turned 21 in February, 2008, she went to jail for three months. Uh, when she got out, she got another boyfriend. She scammed him. Uh, there's a whole bunch of, that he she said she this is when she starts saying she works for golden voice yeah um her previous boyfriend the one who filed for bankruptcy was like i don't think she had a job the entire time we were together yeah, like yeah, yeah. i i do not know how yeah. she was getting this red money. flag people say they have a job and you always see them they're just around all the time yeah, yeah. uh <laughs> it's very scary that's the tommy from martin syndrome so eventually she says she's moving to new york uh golden voice was letting her transfer to their new york office good for them um she she had a court date in salt lake city um but she said uh, she told her boyfriend, lend me the money for bail. I'll come back to Salt Lake City in December after moving to New York. Absolutely, she did not <laughs> yeah, fucking show yeah, up, no. of course. Um, so then we're kind of back to the present. So it says, the week that Miss Farrell was actually gainfully employed was a busy one, according to vice em- vice employee who worked somewhat directly with her. We found out she'd been calling up clubs saying she wanted to be on the list, that she was from Vice and was going to review of the show weird right but not that insane for a young kid to do yeah then we got a package from hbo with flight of the concords dvds that she had requested for review okay so she's kind of abusing her role yeah 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 you know but then the staffer said vice found out that she had booked a table at a fancy restaurant called the box for a surprise birthday party for the publisher of vice in the correspondence she had said i'm emailing you from my personal account because we're having server issues don't contact the publisher it's a surprise oh. <laughs> so like she literally in the first three days yeah, is like yeah, doing yeah. this like right away oh, you gotta man. wait like six months to yeah start doing yeah that yeah shit. yeah uh we we hired a dude when i worked for at&t one time and he, he got there his name was Arturo and like he passed the background check but like I hung out with a bunch of dudes who've been to prison I know like I, like, yeah. I, I can just see like he literally stashed like his fucking food in the break room like behind shit and before he would go into the inventory room he would stay, turn around and walk backwards into it yep. so it was a little short hallway and shit I was like man that is cool. a dude that went to prison yeah and so then like these phones started coming up missing and it turns out Arturo was just like uh, also a drug addict mm-hmm. and uh, his dealer would just come in and he would just pantomime a sale and, <laughs> and go give him yeah go in the back and get like two or three phones in the bag and That's sit there and so paperwork funny. and like it's, we're, we're busy as shit nobody's paying attention and this guy's just walking out with phones like yeah i mean good for him <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah exactly at&t like successfully fucking uh lowered our commission raised their prices and increased our quotas oh, which is sucks. just like yeah it's like a triangle of so doom. he fucked all of you guys well no no, no not, not because of that i mean oh, okay. that's what they did to us so i don't give a shit that he oh did that i to see them. okay yeah, yeah. That, don't bo- that don't bother me none yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah um 
as of the time of the writing of this article she is still she was still at large like she was wanted in salt lake city they like wanted her back like this article seriously says like well you know what she said she wanted to be wanted so there you go yeah Yeah. (laughs) you got it girl there you go um so yeah like at the time of this article they're literally like putting out the tip line like they don't know where she is this came to light because she got um fired from vice and like vice the media company i'm sure dory shafir knew somebody there and so they wrote about this story yeah so um bobby one of the guys she scammed the rutgers student um, yeah, yeah. says what I find so strange is that she uses her real name I was thinking she was just a really good liar she goes after people who are very trusting and exploits that but yeah like she uses her real name through this entire story while she's faking cancer while she's like yeah just again I feel like you have to pick one yeah you can either get money you can lie about cancer <laughs> you can get money you can fuck bitches <laughs> like, fuck bitches get money sorry but like you can like lie about cancer and get money yeah you can um like seduce dumb men for money yes or uh you can sneak your way onto guest lists and stuff you can't do all of those yeah you start you start triple dipping you know yeah yeah you don't you can't lie about psychotic ex-boyfriend and uh you know like everything else yeah you can't and (laughs) cancer and your job so yeah like it can't it comes out she never worked for golden voice like she just completely made it up (laughs) what i'm gonna take a drink or something and spit it out real quick yeah what here we go. I'll find the... So, yeah. Uh, when she moved to New York um, and said that she was transferring to the New York office, she eventually, like, went to a party uh, and was, like, talking about this uh, this job she had and everything. And, like, somebody at the party was like, Golden Voice doesn't have a New York office. I work for the company that owns them. Oh, like, they don't even shit. have one here. Yeah. So, like, fucking stupid. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, dude. Like, you... Uh, you said, yeah, yeah. When you when you're, you're know your backstory, baby. You know? Exactly, <laughs> know your backstory. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like this story came out in 2009. It was like kind of a thing because it was like just uh, a like perfect microcosm of this like weird social world yeah and it was so crazy is like like obviously there are people like this all over the fucking place uh that that happens like you know um but like to know that like this girl just really swung up for the swung for the fences and like actually made it in the news for being just like the shitty person that you run into once in your life like like, that's the thing is like literally the only reason this is a thing is because it happened in a community where a bunch of like media people yeah 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 around you, yeah you have exposure like yeah right people, like yeah. You, if you are like fucking fucking around at vice like in williamsburg like yeah. it's gonna get written about because yeah. that's like that, it's just such a like the media world in new york is such a like closed off little click yeah so like there are people similar to this in like almost every social circle has encountered them yeah yeah yeah. like especially i feel like ones where uh people are partying a lot where it's like where people are hooking up a lot it's like yeah oh yeah 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 i'm sure there's like a restaurant like there's like a like a a, a pokey bop somewhere in fucking like brooklyn that has like a girl like this or a guy like this working (laughs) there right now but it's just not getting exposure because exactly it's just yeah like she just is fucking everybody on the night crew exactly exactly (laughs) so um this kind of this was like almost 10 years ago right well we got some news uh, in January 2018. Oh, she's resurfaced? She has resurfaced nice. in a very minor way, but it still shows like wherever the fuck she is now. She did end up going to jail. Yeah. Like she did um, for the check fraud. Like they found her eventually. She gave some interviews while she was in jail. Like clearly <laughs> fucking loves attention. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I... I- don't think that personality type would do very well in jail because mm. uh, I, I I don't know I, I, uh, I don't imagine she had a, a fun stay <laughs> like, probably not probably yeah. not um, but yeah so in January 2008 um, a senior features editor at Refinery29 
posted uh, a letter on Twitter from Fashion Week the year before. And uh, apparently this was Carrie Farrell, who is now named Carrie Ensor because she found some poor sap to marry her. Uh, She is married now. Um, She'd written to New York Fashion Week organizers pretending to be a Refinery29 staffer to try to get seats. Yeah, yeah. And it got so far that they actually, her name made it onto the seating chart before people realized that she was Uh, faking. (laughs) And that it was this woman again. Yeah. So like, she's still out there. Um, She said she was the fashion site's director of production content, which isn't a that's yeah. what is production content she's got a fucking hat full of words she's just like let's yeah. see I'm the fashion site's production content manager <laughs> director editor yeah so yeah. she like she used the wrong font she like photoshopped the letterhead wrong like yeah. it was just a mess but she's apparently still out there somewhere in New York oh just scamming it up just scamming it up so yeah oh, that's man. the story of the hipster grifter the hipster grifter damn that's great yeah that 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 personality type I do I don't feel sorry for those people but like I've encountered like we've all I think encountered a person like this absolutely and, and like you can't help but kind of just be like damn man like you'll never have like like I know I have like some pretty solid relationships in my life that I'm very yeah. very thankful for and that person will never have that yeah and, like, I mean this is a clearly like a very sick person yeah like, it's funny because she's like yeah so crazy but yeah. like this is someone with some really serious problems I'm hoping like in the last 10 years like you know I'm like oh some poor sap married her maybe she found the right medication like maybe yeah you know. yeah yeah I, I I hope so but yeah, it's just there's like god damn yeah there's people like like i grew up in a military town and mm-hmm. uh and gis are very god bless them you know support the troops but like they fall into girls like this mm. head the fuck over heels twice and it's just like and it's so that's like where i grew up at that's why i've seen a bunch of these girls because they can like you know like that's what like people that know the pay grades in the military and who makes what and shit yeah. like that and like i i would be people like that and i'd be like damn you know, like you're never like in you know like you can't look back on any place where you used to live every social circle you were a part of you had a violent exit right you yeah. like burn to the ground <laughs> yeah you had yeah. a catastrophic exit if those people see you they don't want to fuck with you and then like as time goes on then the more people you fuck over just you know to fucking six degrees of kevin bacon it's just worth around yeah. like oh no i know that girl no i know i her. do feel bad because like i definitely have also like obviously there are people like this who like uh are drawn to comedy which oh my, that's another thing yeah that's another thing which my uh response to that would be aim higher yeah <laughs> <laughs> like you can like believe in yourself like yeah. this is not the community to do that like yeah. no one everyone's broke and shitty like yeah. it's not worth it yeah. Um, like yeah they're charming but like you're charming that's why you're good at this yeah, find exactly. some nerds to, to swindle exactly exactly and then like also with comedy you you kind of we have such like a, a national network that like once you drop that match and fuck up in that one scene like you, it's, you're gonna get found out and like that well yeah and that's what I was like kind of about to say was like I've known people like this but I've also on people like this who have like reformed and like yeah. genuinely feel bad about like when I was in my early 20s I was a crazy person and like I you know a lot of times there are people who realize they had substance abuse issues or yep. like whatever and like you can't come back from it like yeah, you yeah. really can't it's really hard yeah. to get people to trust you again yeah yeah and, and, like, and like this is in, in like one of the one of the worst way one of the easiest ways to lose people's trust is this way and it's one of the hardest this is like one of the hardest violations to come back from like you, yeah you, just, you know where, where people let you into their life you essentially lived off them for a little bit and then, yeah it, 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 nobody's ever willing to give that person another chance well yeah. I'm not saying nobody I'm, there's tons of idiots out there that's but. true <laughs> it's yeah I mean it's like you know yeah. anybody we talk about is like hard to trust again but this yeah. is like the kind of story that like 
could have easily happened. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like, if, if you are out there, if you're out there and you think you might be this person, and I'm, I'm only kind of joking, like if you have, if you're having like <laughs> a, a small moment of clarity that doesn't come to you very often, and you're like, "Fuck, this is me. I'm doing this. I'm, I'm like a user. Yeah, I'm yeah. stuck in like a one right now where if I stop with one lie, my entire life's gonna fall apart because I have all these other support networks based on this lie. Yeah, it's easier to just fucking do it, man. Just rip the bandaid off and yeah. just like, and then come forward. Um, you're not gonna do that because you're this type of person. <laughs> Like, just for the record, you know, just don't do it. <laughs> you, it's never too late. Just Get out. Go to therapy. Yeah. You will like it will be more financially prudent for you to sort your life out now yes. than to try to keep living off everybody yeah. else. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it just you. It, 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 and with that said, out. my PayPal is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Subscribe to my Patreon to get all my exactly. un- unedited pics. You know? <laughs> exactly. I'm going to that route. I'm trying to sell uh, pics on Patreon. I the the I had these these young kids living with me for three weeks, so I, I nicknamed the Wayward Youths. <laughs> and they, uh, I was talking to them about pay, how page what Patreon is and how it relates to podcasts. And I guess like just a generational gap. One of the kids is like Patreon has, does podcasts. Like, yeah, it does all sorts of. Things. He's like, I thought it was just for getting private nudes for Instagram stars. <laughs> like, wasn't even being funny. Like That's that was beautiful. like legitimately said that. <laughs> That's beautiful. Well, look out for that guy because he could get snowed by somebody like this oh, easily. Oh, dude, they just moved to Austin. <laughs> I'm fucking banking on it. Like it's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, man. yeah. That was uh, that was the hipster grifter. Uh, thanks again for listening. Excellent, excellent story, Kat. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, uh, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, remember, please rate, like, share, subscribe. Tell your friends leave a favorable review five stars if you could follow us on all the bullshits we're at lcs podcast uh at on twitter and we are on facebook as lie cheat and steal i'm at at pztx uh on twitter kath is that kath uh well you you can say thank you (laughs) did you get scared about how to pronounce my last name no i don't you know you yeah yeah i just like (laughs) i didn't feel like i don't want to feel like i was monopolizing the the shout out you didn't want to speak for me yes yes. um yeah kath barbadoro and everything my last name is barbadoro um (laughs) it's hard to spell i have to come up with a thing to say um I have two other podcasts, What a Time to Be Alive, which is a weekly um, review of dumb news, and uh, WrestleSplania, which is about me explaining professional wrestling to a new fan. So check those out and uh, follow me on all the stuff, and thanks for listening. And I get to say it this time, so it's my story. Remember, everybody, don't get caught. Yeah, don't get caught, guys. All right. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye.